Welcome to Zichud Afsi Mani Memorai Abram Goldhar and today Masechus Kedushin Daf Lamed Zion. The first parak is Shenignes. The Zichud Masechus Kedushin program has been generously sponsored as a schutz for Hachazakas Torah. So the three times we're going to focus on them when the next Mishnah states, Kol Mitzvashit Huibars, any mitzvah which is dependent on land, in an Ohegas Elbars, only applies in the land, referring to Eretz Yisrael. Mishenet Huibars, and any mitzvah which is not dependent on the land, Noheges ben Bahars ben Bechutzvat applies both in the land and outside the land, with some exceptions. The Gemara explains that She'enet Tulibarz, not dependent on land, refers to Chobos Haguf, a personal obligation unrelated to land, such as Shabbos, which applies everywhere, and Tulibarz, dependent on land, refers to Chobos Karka, a land obligation, meaning a mitzvah pertaining to land, such as Shemitah, or its produce, such as taking from us a miser, which applies only in Eretz Yisrael. Albrecht explains that once the Torah indicated that some mitzvahs apply only in Eretz Yisrael, and some apply everywhere, we use a prohibition of idol worship, written nearby as the model. Just as idol worship is a personal obligation universally applicable, so too all personal obligations apply everywhere. Point number two, the Mishnah taught that every mitzvah which is a land obligation applies only in Eretz Yisrael except for Orla, the prohibition of a tree's first three years of fruit, and Klein, planting different species together, which apply everywhere, despite being land mitzvahs. This was taught as Halach HaVomoshim Sinai. Rebbe Yezer concludes, Afah Chadash, even Chadash, the prohibition to eat new grain before the Omer was brought. And the Gemara asks, Rebbe Yezer, Kula Palig or Chumra Palig? Is Rebbe Yezer arguing to be more lenient than the Tanakhama or to be stricter, meaning... Did the Tanakhama mean to exclude only Orla and Klein from the land obligation of leniency, but Chadash does apply only in Eretz Yisrael? If so, Rebbe Yezra would be excluding also Chadash and saying it applies everywhere. Or did the Tanakhama mean that Orla and Klein are excluded without a Pazik, and certainly Chadash is excluded based on the words meaning it applies in all places that you dwell? If so, Rebbe Yezra is arguing that Chadash only applies in Eretz Yisrael, and he means to say that also Chadash is part of the Mishnah's leniency for land obligations. The Gemara proves the first explanation is correct, and Rebbe Yezer is being stricter. And point number three, in a Bryce at discussed the implications of the word Moshvosechem, your dwellings, with respect to Nesachim, wine libations of a Karbanas. Rebbe Shmo, because he holds that Nesachim are only brought with a carbon on a Bama Tzibor, a communal Bama, cannot interpret your dwellings to mean in all places that you dwell. Rather, it must mean that it only applied after the 14 years of conquering and settling Eretz Yisrael. This teaches that anywhere it says Moshev, it only applies after possession and settlement and only in Eretz Yisrael. Rabbi Kiva protests that the word Moshev is written regarding the mitzvah of Shabbos, which certainly applies everywhere. Rabbi Shmuel responds that Shabbos applies everywhere based on a Kavach Homer because it's more stringent than other mitzvahs which apply everywhere. The more clarifies that Rabbi Shmuel's rule is that wherever the words Bia, coming, and Moshev, dwelling, are written, it means to apply after possession and settlement. The Gemara explains that Rabbi Kiva disagrees with Rabbi Shmuel's interpretation because he holds Kerev Nusachim Midbar, individuals brought Nusachim in the Midbar. Therefore, when the Torah instructed them to bring Nusachim upon arriving in Eretz Yisrael, it must mean to bring Nusachim on private bamos. Thus, Moshev here means everywhere that you dwell. So once again, the three points are number one. The next Mishnah states, Kol mitzvah any mitzvah which is dependent on land, ain't a noheges el only applies in the land Eretz Yisrael, but she'en in any mitzvah which is not dependent on land, noheges ben ba'arz ben mechutzvarz, applies both in the land and outside the land, with some exceptions. The Gemara explains that she'en not dependent on land, refers to chobos haguf, a personal obligation unrelated to land, such as Shabbos, which applies everywhere, and tulibarz, dependent on land, refers to chobos karka, 
a land obligation, meaning a mitzvah pertaining to land, such as Shemitah, or its produce, such as taken from us a miser, which applies only in Eretz Yisrael. Abraham explains that once the Torah indicated that some mitzvahs apply only in Eretz Yisrael, and some apply everywhere, we use a prohibition of idol worship, written nearby as the model. Just as idol worship is a personal obligation and universally applicable, so too all personal obligations apply everywhere. Point number two, the Mishnah taught that every mitzvah which is a land obligation applies only in Eretz Yisrael except for Orla, the prohibition of a tree's first three years of fruit, and Klein, planting different species together, which apply everywhere, despite being land mitzvahs. This was taught as Halacha Lomoshim Sinai. Rebbe Yezer concludes, Afa Chadash, even Chadash, the prohibition to eat new grain before the Omer was brought. But the Gemara asks, Rebbe Yezer, a Kula Palig or a Chumra Palig? Is Rebbe Yezer arguing to be more lenient than the Tanakhama or to be stricter, meaning... Did the Tanakhama mean to exclude only Orla and Klein from the land obligation of leniency, but Chadash does apply only in Eretz Yisrael? If so, Rebbe Yezra would be excluding also Chadash and saying it applies everywhere. Or did the Tanakhama mean that Orla and Klein are excluded without a Pasuk, and certainly Chadash is excluded based on the words Bechomosh meaning it applies in all places that you dwell? If so, Rebbe Yezra is arguing that Chadash only applies in Eretz Yisrael, and he means to say that also Chadash is part of the Mishnah's leniency for land obligations. The Gemara proves the first explanation is correct, and Rebbe Yezer is being stricter. And point number three, in Abraisa Tanaim discussed the implications of the word Moshvosechem, your dwellings, with respect to Nesachim, wine libations of a Karbanas. Rebbe Shmo, because he holds that Nesachim are only brought with a carbon on a Bama Tzibur, a communal Bama, cannot interpret your dwellings to mean in all places that you dwell. Rather, it must mean that it only applied after the 14 years of conquering and settling Eretz Yisrael. This teaches that anywhere it says Moshev, it only applies after possession and settlement and only in Eretz Yisrael. Rabbi Kiva protests that the word Moshev is written regarding the mitzvah of Shabbos, which certainly applies everywhere. Rabbi Shmuel responds that Shabbos applies everywhere based on a Kavach Homer because it's more stringent than other mitzvahs which apply everywhere. The more clarifies that Rabbi Shmuel's rule is that wherever the words Bia, coming, and Moshev, dwelling, are written, it means to apply after possession and settlement. The Gemara explains that Rabbi Kiva disagrees with Rabbi Shmuel's interpretation because he holds Kerevun Nusachim Midbar, individuals brought Nusachim in the Midbar. Therefore, when the Torah instructed them to bring Nusachim upon arriving in Eretz Yisrael, it must mean to bring Nusachim on private Bamos. Thus, Moshev here means everywhere that you dwell. All right, so now we go to Simon Dafalamad Zayin, and our standard Simon is laser tag. Laser tag. So here goes. The Mitzvah Shehitulia Ba'art's laser tag team with their diamond-studded laser guns hiding behind piles of Truma and Meiser, shooting Orla Klein and Chadish targets that were in the Chutzla Arts zone, successfully zapped their opponent doing a wine libation on a private bama in an area called Moshua Sechem. Once again, it's a motion. The Mitzvah Shehitulia Ba'art's laser tag team, laser tag, that must be warned off Lamed Zion. The Mitzvah Shehitli Bart's laser tag team, with their diamond-studded laser guns hiding behind piles of Truma and Meiser, which reminds us the next mission states, call Mitzvah Shehitli Bart's any mitzvah, which is dependent on land such as Shemitah or Truma's Meiser, Eno Nohegas El Bart's only applies in Eretz Yisrael, but Shehitli Bart's and any mitzvah which is not dependent on land, Nohegas Ben Bart's Ben Bukhutzwar's, applies both in the land and outside the land, with some exceptions. So, the Mitzvah Shehitli Bart's laser tag team, with their diamond-studded laser guns hiding behind piles of Truma and Meiser, 
Yetzer, shooting Orla Klein and Chadish targets that were in the Chutzlard zone, which reminds us, the Mishnah taught that every mitzvah which is a land obligation applies only in Eretz Yisrael, except for Orla and Klein, which apply everywhere despite being land mitzvahs. This was taught as a halacha of Moshe Misinai. Rebel Yezer concludes, Afa Chadash, even Chadash, the prohibition to eat new grain before the Omer was brought. The Gemara asks, Rebel Yezer, Kula Palig or Lachumra Palig? Is Rebel Yezer arguing to be more lenient than the Tanakama or to be stricter? So the mitzvah Shehituli Ba'art's laser tag team, with their diamond-studded laser guns, hiding behind piles of Truma and Meiser, shooting Orla Klein and Chadish targets that were in the Chutzlar's zone, successfully zapped their opponent doing a wine libation on a private bama in an area called Moshevosechem, which reminds us, in a bright that time discuss the implication of the word Moshevosechem, your dwellings with respect to Nesachim, wine libations of our Kabbanis. Rabbi Shmo, because he holds that Nesachim are only brought with a carbon on a Bama Tzibur, a communal Bama, cannot interpret your dwellings to mean in all places that you dwell, rather it must mean that it only applied after the 14 years of conquering and settling near Israel. Rabbi Kiva learns that Moshe means everywhere that you dwell. So once again, the Mitzvah Shehituli Bar's laser tag team, with their diamond-studded laser guns hiding behind palace of Truma and Meiser, shooting Orla Klein and Chadish targets that were in the Chutzl Arts zone, successfully zapped their opponent doing a wine libation on a private bomb in an area called Moshevosechem. Alright, so now it's time for Forbla Bar Chazar. Daf Lamed Gimel. So the Simmer Daf Lamed Gimel is a peg-leg pirate. So here goes. The pirate leader with the diamond set a peg-leg pirate with a peg-leg? That must be more than Daf Lamed Gimel. Leg. The pirate leader with the diamond set of peg leg, who commanded his pirate workers to stop polishing the ship and stand up when the people bring Bikurim, pass by, which reminds us the Gemara discusses interrupting work to stand for the elderly and for those bringing Bikurim. So the pirate leader with the diamond set of peg leg, who commanded his pirate workers to stop polishing the ship and stand up when the people bring Bikurim, Pass by, wasn't sure if he should stand up for his son, who was his pirate teacher, which reminds us. The Gemara asks, Benot Rabo, if one's son is his teacher, what is the halach whether the son must stand before his father, and if perhaps the father must stand before his son? So the pirate leader with the diamond set of peg leg, who commanded his pirate workers to stop polishing the ship and stand up when the people bring Bikurim, pass by, wasn't sure if he should stand up for his son who was his pirate teacher when he walked onto the ship, but did rise when a Sefer Torah was brought on board. Which reminds us, the Gemara asks, Malu Lamun Bifnei Sefer Torah, what is the halach regarding standing for a Sefer Torah? Rabbi Chilkia, Rabbi Simon, and Rabbi Lazar said it may be derived from a Kalva Homer. Bifnei Lomdeo, Omdim, one stands before those who learn the Torah. Mepanel, Okoshikane, how much more so should one stand before the Torah itself? Daf Lamedal, so the simmer Daf Lamedal, it is a ladder. So here goes. The woman sitting on the diamond-studded ladder. Ladder, that must be more than Daf Lamedal. The woman sitting on the diamond-studded ladder opposite the time-bound mitzvah clock, which reminds the more discuss the exemption of women from the mitzvah's asishas mangrama and their chiva mitzvahs that are not mangrama. There are exceptions, as Rabbi Yochanan said, Engel made me close. We do not learn from general rules, even where it says except, because there may be additional exceptions which are not listed. So the woman sitting on the diamond-studded ladder opposite the time-bound mitzvah clock looked past the man wearing tefillin down below, sitting right next to another man. Learning Torah, which reminds the Gemara, says that this principle of women are exempt from Mitzvah Zasisha's Mangrama is derived from Tefillin. Matfilin Nashim Batur is just as wearing Tefillin is a time-bound Mitzvah and women are exempt from it. 
of kol mitzvahs on sishas among gramen nashim beturo. So too, regarding all time bound mitzvahs, women are exempt. Women's exemption from tefillin is derived from tefillin being written near the mitzvah of learning Torah, from which women are exempt. So the woman sitting on the diamond studded ladder opposite the time bound mitzvah clock look past the man wearing tefillin down below, sitting right next to another man learning Torah, when they saw their husbands approach carrying jewelry for the chag, as well as the save the date notice for the mitzvah of. Hakel, which reminds us, the Gemara asks, instead of exempting women from mitzvahs ansiyashas mangrama based on tefillin, let us derive from simcha the mitzvah to rejoice during the shalosh regalim that women are chayv in mitzvahs ansiyashas mangrama. Abaya answers isha bal mesamcha regarding a woman's rejoicing, it's her husband who gladdens her, meaning it's his obligation, not hers, to ensure that she rejoices. The Gemara goes on to explain why we don't learn that she's chayv from the mitzvah hakel. Daf lamed hey, so the simmer daf lamed hey is the children's choir singing la la la. So here goes. The cute little boys' choir, boys' choir, that must be more duff. Lamed hey, la, la, la. The cute little boys' choir in the diamond-studded outfits waving their fingers side to side while singing the women are also chive in the don't-do song to their proud mothers, which reminds us. The Gemara asked for the source of the mission's rule that women are chive by every losase. Rav as well, Rabbi Shemal's Academy quoted a passage discussing swearing falsely about stealing. Isha, Isha, ki yasmi adam, a man or a woman who shall commit any of the sins of people. Hishva akasim isha isha kol the pasik thereby equated a woman to a man regarding all the punishments of the Torah. If they're subject to the punishments of Malchus for violations, they must be bound by the commandments themselves. So the cute little boys choir in the diamond-studded outfits waving their fingers side to side while singing the woman also chive in the don't-do song to their proud mothers, acted out cutting pays, destroying beards, and becoming tummy to the dead, for the woman can do stanza, which reminds us the Mishnah taught that there are three exceptions to woman's obligation in all Mitzvah Zosase, rounding payas, destroying the corners of the beard, and for Kohanis becoming tummy to the dead. The more brings the various sources. So the cute little boys choir in the diamond-studded outfits waving their fingers side to side while singing the woman are also chive in the don't-do song to their proud mothers, acted out cutting payas, destroying beards, and becoming tummy to the dead, for the woman can do stanza, which conclude with the words Banima Temla Shemel Kechem as a boy pointed to where a woman can make a bald spot when mourning her dead. Which reminds us Isi added another exception Abbal Yikruchu Nashim Baturus Women are also exempt from the commandment not to make a bald spot on the head in mourning someone's death. His source is the Pasik Banima Temla Shemel Kechem You are sons to Hashem your God You shall not cut yourselves nor make a bald spot between your eyes for the dead because you are a holy nation to Hashem your God. The opening word Banim teaches Banim Bulobanus Lakarcha only sons and not daughters regarding the prohibition to make a bald spot. Daf Lamed Vav. So the Simmer Daf Lamed Vav is Lulav. So here goes. The mother who yelled Banim to her sons who were acting foolishly with their diamond studded Lulavim. Lulavim. That must be on Daf Lamed Vav. Lulav. The mother who yelled Banim to her sons who were acting foolishly with their diamond studded Lulavim and pretending to have sword fights instead of doing the mitzvah, which reminds us, our Bryce teaches about the Pusik, Banim Atem Hashem El Kechem, your sons to Hashem your God. The Buddha holds when you act in the manner of Banim, you're called Banim of Hashem. But if you do not act in the manner of children, you are not called as children. Remer disagrees. Whether you act this way or that way, you are called as children. He quotes for Psukim to demonstrate this, the first one being that we are called Banim even when we act foolishly. So the mother who yelled Banim to her sons who were acting foolishly with their diamond studded Lulavim and pretending to have sword fights instead of doing the mitzvah, want them to see their father doing smicha on his carbon as well as other avodos that only men do. Which reminds the next mission list of various steps of bringing carbonus which a woman does not perform, such as smicha, tenufa, hagasha, and kamitza. So the mother who yelled Banim to her sons who were acting foolishly with their diamond studded Lulavim and pretending to have sword fights instead of doing the mitzvah, want them to see their father doing smicha on his carbon 
as well as other avodas that only men do, and not the sota doing tenufa of her mincha sota with a kohen, which reminds us we learn the source of the sota does tenufa of her mincha, in addition to the kohen, which we learn from the pasuk, comes from a gezer shava of yad yad with shlamim. All right, so now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do you learn the source that women are obligated in every losase? That's on daf. Good number two. Which stuff do Mochus Rabbi Yudin Rabbi Mir, whether we are called Banim of Hashem when we're not behaving properly? That's on Duff. Good number three. Which stuff do we discuss the implications of the word Moshevosechem as it applies to bringing Nesachim? That's on Duff. Good number four. Which stuff do we discuss whether a father, a Rav, a Nasi, or a king can be Mocha on their Kavad? That's on Duff. Lamed Beis. Good number five. Which stuff do you have a question whether a father must stand for his son who is his Rebbe? That's on Duff. Lamed Gimel. Good number six. Which of the women that mitzvahs hatuliyah arts such as Shemitah, Truma, and Meiser only apply in Eretz Yisrael? That's on Duff. Lamed Zayin. Good number seven. Which of the women a son should not react even if he sees his father throw his future inheritance into the sea? That's on Duff. Lamed Beis. Good number eight. Which stuff do we discuss whether the mitzvah of Chadash also applies in Chutz Arts? That's on Duff. Lamed Zayin. Good number 10. Which of the the source that a sota does to Nufa or Mincha Sota in addition to the Kohen who weighs it with her? That's on Duff. Lamed Vav. Good. And number 10. Which stuff do we learn why we do not learn for the mitzvahs of Simcha and Hakel to obligate women in Mrs. Asisha's Mangrama? That's on Duff. Lama Dalad. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ram Goldhoff from Zichu. Wishing you a great day and great learning.